Hey guys, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is a quick word on focus. So I'm one of those people that used to hate yoga. And I don't say that lightly. I just never got it. I would have friends who would beg me to come along or I'd take a yoga class on vacation. And it just, to me, it was so slow. The music was boring. I just was used to running or hit or boxing or, or just sort of fast pace and my body could never really get its head around it. And then last year, I don't know if it was post-pandemic or just right place, right time, or I had the right yoga teacher, but I went to a class with one of my best friends, Sammy, and I fell in love. I actually didn't fall in love with the class. I fell in love with the way I felt after class. And that got me to come back again and again. And now it is part of my weekly practice and I love it and I'm so grateful for it. And that is not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is a word that I learned in yoga that I want to make sure you guys know about too. So in yoga, there's something called a drishti, which is Sanskrit. And I'm looking up the exact definition because I wanted to get it correctly. It says, a drishti is focused gaze. It's a means for developing concentrated attention. So in a yoga class, when you're doing a balancing exercise, which for me, balance in yoga and maybe balance in life, <laughs> it's always difficult. And when I'm working on balancing poses, I can really get inside my own head because I feel like I'm not as good at as balancing as the other people. And I'll start to think of all sorts of things. And this only throws me off more and I lose my balance more often. And I had a yoga teacher once who said, focus on your drishti, which is an unmoving point in the room. So they encourage you to find somewhere in the room, like a spot on the floor or the wall or the ceiling that is unmoving. And by focusing on an unmoving point, it helps you to keep your balance. This is true when you're doing yoga, but ever since I learned this word, I couldn't help but think that this is also a really powerful way to think about your life. I talk a lot about focus. I do. I've talked about it on stage. You've probably heard me talk about it in terms of manifesting the life you want or creating the next brilliant, beautiful, visionary version of yourself. I don't think that it's possible for us to evolve in the way that we want to if we don't have a clear focus. I just love this idea of asking yourself, what is your drishti in real life? Maybe for you, it's your faith, or maybe it's your inner knowing. Maybe your drishti is your family or the work that you take on as a leader. But I think it's valuable to just ask the question and know that you have one. I was having a conversation the other day with my mom and she's so funny. She's a very different generation than I come from. And she's like, tell me, explain to me, what is this manifesting thing you keep talking about? Like, what, what does this mean? Why do you keep? And I, I was trying to explain to her what it means or what I believe it means to manifest the life that you want. I don't think it's magic. I don't think that you wave a magic wand and then suddenly you have the things that you desire. If you're a person of faith, I don't think that it means that you just pray and God will provide in, uh, not to get 
biblical on you guys, but there's a scripture in the Bible that says faith without works is dead. So I don't think that manifesting is just about sort of calling your shot and, you know, being good enough. I hate this idea that, you know, some people just get divinely blessed and some people don't. I don't believe in that mentality. I think that we create what we focus on. One of my favorite quotes says, where focus goes, energy flows. And I think when we consider the idea of manifesting, we are essentially telling the universe, telling God, telling source, telling whatever you believe in, we're telling it what we want by what we think about. Dr. Joe Dispenza has this line I love. He says, if you realized how powerful your thoughts were, you'd be a lot more careful about what you allowed to enter your mind. And it's why I dig the idea and why I talk so much about focus, because if you're anything like me, your thoughts can run away with you, especially if you come from a past where you struggled with anxiety, or maybe you're struggling with it still. If that's something that you deal with, it means that your brain can pick up a thought an imagination, a scary idea, a what if, and you and I both know you can start to spiral out on that single thought to the extent that it makes you have an anxiety attack or a panic attack, or it makes you scared or it makes you worried. Even though the thing you're thinking about has not happened, your body has a physical reaction to it. So I love the idea of focus because focus is something we can control. It doesn't always feel like we can control our thoughts, but we can control our focus. And so the important thing to know is that you have to know what it is you want to create. Man, if you aim at nothing, don't worry, you'll hit it every single time. If you feel like you're not making traction, if you feel like you're not evolving, if you feel like you're struggling, it's all of those things. One of the most powerful tools that I know to get you on track is just to narrow in your focus. So when I was telling my mom this idea, she was like, man, I really struggle with that. Like, how do I even know what it is I want to be, right? God love her. She's in her 60s and she's like, what do I want to be next? She's like, how do I even figure that out? That's not how I was raised. We were raised that, okay, I was going to be a mama. And then we were raised that we were going to have a job and we were going to provide, but I've never really thought that before. And the answer I gave her is something I really want you guys to, to marinate in and to think about, which is if you're trying to imagine a better, more brilliant future for yourself, for your family, for your business, for whatever it is that you're trying to do. You have to imagine it without boundaries. Most of the people who tell me that they struggle with coming up with a vision of a better future for themselves, it's because they can't imagine it. Because as soon as they get an idea, their subconscious tells them that that's not possible. You could never have that. You could never be that. You have to be able to envision and imagine without boundaries. And so a trick to be able to do that is to think, pretend it's someone else's life. 
pretend you were like writing a movie and the main character, you love her. She's everything you want to be. He's everything you want to be. What does he do? Where does he go? Where does she eat? Where does she live? How does she interact with people? Don't, you know, it's not you. This is a made up character, but just envision the most beautiful life possible. And then once you're done with the vision, then start to do the work to believe that that ideal person could be you. But once you have a focal point, it is so much easier to get there, right? So like if you decide that the future version of yourself is really energetic and healthy and fit, well, great. Now you've got different modalities that you can take on to get you closer. If you imagine that your future version of yourself is an author, great. You can start writing. If they're a musician, you can learn guitar. But right now, when we feel lost and when we feel stuck, it's often because we don't have that focus. We don't have the drishti to look at and keep our balance based on where it is we're focusing our attention. 